Coming up this week on Expedition Retirement, a 30-something takes to TikTok to complain about the high cost of long-term care. A retirement lesson from the concession stand at Fenway Park. And we all know that guy, the guy who is always talking about the stock market. All that coming up today on Expedition Retirement. This is Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve. We think of retirement as a mountain, right? You work your way up the mountain, you save, you work hard, and you have a certain advice that gets you to the top. But when you get to the top, everything changes. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? Hello again and welcome to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. My name is Randy Cook, and this is a show where we talk about retirement. What are your questions? You get to a certain point and you start saying, okay, I've been making all this money all these years and putting all this money away, and now I'm going to use that money. And how does that work? How do I make it last? What do I have to watch out for? What am I in for in retirement? Well, that's what we talk about here on this show. And Greg Ayler has built a business around that. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Randy. I had a freaking awesome weekend. Uh, we had a, uh, a grown-up only night at the house where uh, we did a walleye fish fry. I uh, flew in some uh, live soft-shell crab. Uh, fired those up, and we made some uh, homemade French fries. So uh, that was delicious, and I'm basically sweating canola oil. <laughs> and to top it off, if that wasn't enough trans fat in my life, I actually, for my birthday in April, bought myself a homemade Emmer's Good ice cream making machine, an old-fashioned one. Nice. So, uh, we, I mean, just sugar and, and whipping cream, cream. And, and happiness. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you mix all those things up, and that's just, you know, a great, you know, Saturday. There so it go. was a lot of fun having friends over and having some laughs and, and eating fried food and homemade ice cream. Ain't no food that you can't make better fried. That in, is in right. Clinic, when you go to the state fair, they fry Oreos, they fry Snickers bars. I mean, my gosh, it, it's, it's, it's endless. Are you a double stuff Oreo guy? I like that stuff. I oh really my do. Gosh. I mean, double stuff Oreos are evil. Those <laughs> things have to be one of the greatest inventions of all time. Evil. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into it here. One of the things that we can learn about anything, I guess, is to talk to people who've already been there. I know that when, when my parents moved down to Florida and they decided they were going to live on the canals, get out to the ocean, they bought a boat and they loved it, but... Let me tell you something. Buying a boat in salt water is a whole different deal than having a boat in fresh water. And I said, okay, there's a lesson I just learned. And I think that we can do the same thing with a lot of things in life, can't we? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a family of boat owners, and it's hard enough to keep it, you know, functional with a bunch of boys running it and tubing and trying to break it every weekend in mm -hmm. fresh water. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard nightmares about salt water. I mean, it's just the corrosion, yep. the extra upkeep, all that fun stuff. So I can't imagine, you know, growing up on Indian Lake, uh, we, we had a handful of boats that we definitely broke. There's a lot. I mean, you haven't boated until you got towed in, right? And if you <laughs> haven't got towed in and flagged someone to pull you back to your dock, you're not a boater. Now you're a boat owner. All right. Well, go banking rates went to retirees and they said, you know, if you could go back and change something or what did you learn from the retirement process that you're in right now, what would you pass along as far as advice to other people? And they have five things here. The first one is create a comprehensive financial plan. And Greg, I mean, that's really what this show is all about is people who go into it and think they can do it alone sometimes realize they're over their skis very quickly, don't they? They do. I mean, and I don't blame them because at the end of the day, for some reason, you know, we've gotten this, you know, mode where everything is viewed as investment selection. So when someone is picking winners or guessing, I should say, and, and the stock market goes up and they take credit for it, all of a sudden they're like, my financial plan is great because the stock market went up. And then when, when the stock market goes down, my financial plan isn't great. And that's really not a plan at all. That's just 
picking stocks. Where when you think about an actual plan, you know, we talk about it. We call it our roadmap on the show. You've, you know, if you've listened to the show before, we talk about it at exhaustion. And really, the the idea is that there needs to be legal components. There needs to be tax components. There needs to be obviously how you cut fees. You know, and, and all these different things. And a lot of financial advisors aren't equipped to talk about long-term care and about how the different benefit programs work and how that Medicare works and how it all plays together uh, if someone goes into a facility and, and what Medicaid can and can't take or, or, you know, other financial advisors aren't in a position to, you know, project how much your IRA you should take out every year to maximize lower tax rates. You know, we call that our tax map in our roadmap. And those are the sad things because that's the stuff that is actually the dirty work. I always say that's the stuff we put the the hard hat and, and the steel toe boots on and go, you know, let's let's go cut some wood, because that's the stuff that needs to be done. It's the dirty work, and most people can't DIY it. You know, they can't do it themselves, and they need a a guide, a leader to help them navigate putting kind of the protection preservation parts of their plan in place. Whether you call it a financial plan or a roadmap. Or just doing some, you know, just common sense tax and legal planning and structure. All those things have to come together. It's not all dollars and cents. It's not all finance. It's not all, you know, stocks and bonds. And, and when people see that, you know, a lot of times their reaction is like, this is the first time we actually talked about retirement. <laughs> you know, most time we just talk about investments. I can't believe we're, this feels like we're actually talking about retirement and our goals and what we're trying to accomplish. And to me, it doesn't have to come in some shiny, you know, you know, tinfoil stamp, you know, binder or have a bunch of, you know, useless pieces of paper. You know, it should just address the big things and the big risks. And hopefully it ties to your goals. I mean, if not, what are we doing here? And that's if you go to our website, which is getyourroadmap.com, you'll see the mountain there. And we talk about getting up the mountain. That's your working years. We talk about getting down the mountain. That's your retirement years. And the things that you're going to be dealing with on the way down that you didn't deal with on the way up. And that's really what our plan is built around. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. The next thing that people say, this is one thing I wish I would have done. And it says, take advantage of your 401k, which kind of implies to me that they missed out a little bit. They missed out on some matching. They missed out on putting as much in there as they possibly could. So a 401k, even though it has its difficulties, is still a good retirement vehicle, isn't it? I, I would say it's a good retirement vehicle if you're getting some matching. Okay. After that, it's kind of a toss-up because of some of the, you know, if you're forecasting tax rates to go up, you could end up paying more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, you could end up paying more income tax, even though it grows tax-free. So, you know, I, I would I would say if your firm or company that you work for is matching, of course, you know, you're getting a 100% return instantly with their matches. But maybe we could put an asterisk and say, instead of saying, taking advantage of your 401k, just make sure you're saving. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, make sure that you're, you're not waiting till the 25th hour to start socking money away. Next one, it says, don't get involved with depreciating assets. And the first thing I think of is cars. Everybody, you know, they, they trade in their car every two years or, or whatever. And uh, as soon as you drive off that lot, you know that you're, you've just lost $5,000 at least. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what this means. Like, what, what is someone <laughs> investing in perishable? Are you, like, holding bananas and you need to move them before they go bad? Like, depreciating assets. What are people talking about here? I this don't is know. everyday folks. For the other 95% of Americans, like, I have to have a car to drive to work. I have to have a car to get around. Mm -hmm. So what other depreciating assets are they talking about? Like. It's kind of a, to me, a silly, a silly statement that, of course, somebody that, you know, some 20 year old Googled, you know, and probably put in this article and has no idea what real retirees are doing. But, you know, from a rich dad, poor dad standpoint, you know, if anybody's read that book, it's one of the all time classics. 
It's about creating income streams. You know, I, I think real estate is an interesting investment for folks that have the energy to put into it. You know, I always say sometimes the real estate decision is a energy decision, not a financial decision, because when the toilet's flooding at three o'clock in the morning, you're getting a phone call. <laughs> and um, trust me, I, that is an actual real story. My first rental, uh, my dad had a couple of rentals and he used the boys as in me and my brother to do most of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hated rentals um, <laughs> growing up. But, um, but you're not going to be a landlord. Lord in your no, retirement years, okay. But I, but I definitely uh, bought a apartment or duplex or single family home when I moved to Columbus and redid it. And the first night they moved in, I got a phone call, and the kid had flushed a football in the toilet, and it looked like Niagara Falls going down the stairs that I just refinished. And I just thought to myself, this is a sign. Uh-huh. And that that house got sold in about a year, and I now only deal with renting to myself. So I, I own the buildings that I rent my businesses to, but no, no more for Greg. And that kind of goes along with the second one, learn how to make money by doing things that you love. A lot of people will look at real estate and say, yeah, you know, if I get uh, three or four of those, that would be fine. I know somebody who lived up in the Northeast and their kid went to college down in North Carolina, bought him a house and then rented out some of the places for some roommates and then ended up with about 20 of them and was doing very well. And that's how his retirement is based. But that's not for everybody. I hate this one. (laughs) I hate this one. Do not do the thing. Do not learn to make money on things you love because you won't. Okay. No one ever figures it out. There's a, for every one success story, there's a thousand crash and burns. This is not, you know, if you want to do something because you love it, do it because you love it, not because you think it'll make you money. That is what I would advise people to do. If you want to do a little, you know, store, or you want to have some kind of hobby, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. Don't do it with, you know, the hope of, or banking on or, or relying on financial, you know, that threading the needle of, of making a money making business while doing something you absolutely do love is like the holy grail of, of entrepreneurship. So as a guy that has spent his entire life trying to, you know, kick and scream and cry and, and, and figure out how to build multiple companies, rarely do I think, wow, I really love this. Um, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this. Like, no, like at, at times, you know, find the things that you're passionate about, cut out time to do those things. And, you know, I think you build in a plan where you can afford to, you know, have the energy and, and the resources to, to really enjoy them. Don't make success of that mean I turn to profit, right? Because gotcha. then it'll ruin it for you, right? Because then it becomes it becomes work. Everything becomes work. Yeah, it's like you retired yeah. to do more work. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a very good plan. Who wrote this article? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, where's the comment board? I like the last one, though. It says, become more educated about your financial options. And I think that's really what this show is all about. Just telling people what they need to know, and what you're missing out there, because there's a lot of stuff that people don't know when they start into retirement. A hundred percent, right? I mean, why do you blame them? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we've only really been retiring for 30 or 40 years. So there's a good chance your parents' parents didn't really retire or, or just started, to, you know, retiring at a decent age or with a, a certain level of income. But even they probably were still in the pension years. Right. So so no one has had that many reps. So it shouldn't be a surprise that we're that bad at it. You know, people don't realize in the 60s we worked until we died mm-hmm. uh, by and large, you know, from a, a kind of large generational socioeconomic class. We we just kept working. And that was just the way it was done because we were still, you know, not too far removed from the Great Depression. Right. You know, people just knew what it felt like and they were too scared to kind of turn off the faucet if they had a well-paying job. And that carried over. And, and now when people are thinking about financial options, you know, before it, it's, it's interesting. There's two ways to think about this, Randy, before the spigot was turned off 
and you couldn't get any information, right? You had three, you had three television shows in the, you know, the eighties and maybe even in the nineties, right? There was no internet. So you were kind of beholden to the periodicals and who's, who's reading the economist, right? Like zero chance. So people really everyday folks in Ohio didn't really have access to any information. So you fully relied on the financial advisors, which is really the premise of fire financial advisor book, because they had such a monopoly on the information that allowed them to do some not so great things. Now, the inverses happen now, where instead of no faucet, we have Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have so much information that no one can discern what's real, what's not real, what should I do, conflicting opinions, why is, it, why is it so divided? And I think retirees have a tough, they're in a tough spot. They have to, you know, parcel through all the BS and parcel through all the jargon to try to understand what's real. What do I really need in retirement from an option, from an investment, from a guide? Uh, from you know everything, and it's tough. I mean, they're in they're in a tough spot, and you know, hopefully, this show shows you our flavor. You know, we're not apologetically us. You know, we believe that financial advisors have it wrong, and retirement planners have it right. And that is one thing that you can look up before you give Greg a call, and that is fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. It's Greg's book, and if you use the uh, the promo code radio, you get it at half price. And it's a great introductory into what Greg's experience has been with the financial industry and how he's built Golden Reserve. And the reason that we talk about that is because, as we say many times, there's one trip going up that mountain, there's another trip going down, and they're totally different. It's putting money in, it's taking money out, and it brings on a whole different dynamic. So we would love to share with you what Greg and the team at Golden Reserve has learned along the way, and that's really the idea here behind this article. Can you go to people who've been there and done this and learn from them? And I bet you can at Golden Reserve. Give us a look online, getyourroadmap.com. That's the easiest way to do this. On your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, getyourroadmap.com. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. It's 855-546-2074. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, what can we learn about retirement from going to Fenway Park. There's a lot of Boston Red Sox fans that are not happy right now. They're never happy anyway, but they're not happy right now. We'll tell you why and what we can learn from it. Coming up next on Expedition Retirement. Nobody wants to think about it. Nobody wants to talk about it either. Long-term care, assisted living, home care, the nursing home. But with annual costs now regularly exceeding $100,000, and stays exceeding three years, this could be the largest risk to your life savings. Planning for long-term care is like buying homeowner's insurance. You don't plan on your house burning down, but we want to be ready if it does. We know retirees don't want to buy more insurance. So at Golden Reserve, we use our long-term care compass retirement tool that points to our team of elder care law attorneys. These attorneys leverage new legal tools like asset protection trusts to help protect the things that matter most to you and your family. To learn more about our long-term care compass, asset protection trusts, and other retirement tools, and how we can protect and guide you down Retirement Mountain, go to GetYourRoadmap.com. That's GetYourRoadmap.com. Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. If it's time to talk about your retirement, we are here to talk you through it and answer your questions. GetYourRoadmap.com. All right, so the baseball fans at Fenway Park are not happy. Apparently, recently, Fenway Park replaced their traditional ketchup with a version that is sugar-free and gluten-free. And many say 
it tastes terrible. <laughs> the problem with this is, is that the ballpark got into a three-year contract with the new ketchup maker, and they can't get out of it. <laughs> so oh we're stuck oh with boy. bad ketchup for three years. Now, spinning our financial thing that we do, Greg, there are people that might come into your office, and they are stuck in a financial product, and they think they can't get out of it. Case in point, an annuity. You sign up, you, it's a contract, and you think you can't get out. Can you get out, and how do you help people in those situations? Yeah, and a lot of times we see this with variable annuities. People just didn't understand them. They're overly complicated. We would never sell. I, I think variable annuities are pretty evil products um, all around. You know, we would never. We, we, we don't a lot sell of fees. them. We're not, we're not licensed. Yeah, they're just buried with fees. And, and people always think they're getting like a 5% guarantee, but really it means their income, make-believe, ledger bucket is growing 5%, and they're just, they're just really confusing. So what we do is we break down where you're at. How far are you in, into this contract? And a lot of times, almost every annuity, regardless of the type, you can take out 10% a year. Mm -hmm. So no penalty. So a lot of times you can start taking money out of it if you don't like a product. Um, but what most people don't realize with fixed annuities and fixed index annuities, a lot of times there's a reallocation letter that comes out every year. And you can change the different investment styles. So if maybe you want to take a little bit more risk or you want to move to fixed, you want like that 4%. Um, we always encourage people to say, hey, let's see what they come out with next year. And maybe instead of trying to replace this thing, obviously that's that's an option. And then, you know, the third option, what we usually probably end up doing is there are some nice products out there now because of the interest rates where you can get a bonus. So sometimes to get out of that contract, you may have to pay a three, four, or five percent, you know, fee or, or, or surcharge or penalty. But we can get a ten percent bonus product, and we bonus them to the positive to get them out into another, a better, maybe fixed rate. Maybe someone who just wants five and a half percent a year or something. You know, Randy. So there, there's different options there. So either you know you got to bleed it out slowly, or you can bonus it out. And sometimes if it's out of contract, you can just move it with no cost. So having that analysis done is something we do for everyone when they're obviously going through the process and, and making sure that they weigh all their options versus just maybe pulling the ripcord and emptying it and paying a hefty loss uh, that they probably didn't have to. And sometimes there's tax consequences too, Randy. People have to be careful for that. So if you feel like you're stuck and you say, you know, I had this financial advisor and they put me in this thing and I, I, I don't know that it's right for me. Come on in. We'll do that analysis for you. We'll make the roadmap for you, and we'll figure out if it's right, if it's not right. If it isn't, let's give you some options. Here's our number, and here's our website. It is getyourroadmap.com, getyourroadmap.com, or you can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. It's 855-546-2074. I'm finding some really fun stuff on TikTok, and every now and then we hit stuff on retirement, and I've got to bring it up. There is a young lady, and she looks like, as I look at her, her name is Caitlin, and she looks like she's probably around 30 years old. Her grandparents are going into an assisted living facility. They've saved money. They have a million and a half dollars, and they were told by this facility that they didn't have enough money. Wow. Okay. So she was appalled by that. But then as she went through this process with them, she realized this. Here's Kate on TikTok. A lot of people can't get into retirement communities at all, no matter how much money they have, no matter if they're sitting on that $400,000 house that they bought in the 70s for 10 grand. Okay. So what they do is they end up spending all of their money, all of it, so that they can qualify for government paid for end of life care. So, like, regardless of whether you have money or don't have money, it's all going to disappear. Someone's healthcare is going to take it. They're going to say, I don't care how old you are, until you die, I'm taking every single cent you have. If there's someone in the industry who can talk about why the f 
this is, that would be so helpful. Thank you. <laughs> if you listen to the entire video, she says, you know, my grandparents came into this and they've been saving. They got a lot of cheese. And she said, I thought maybe I'd get a little bit of the cheese, but apparently the nursing home is going to get all the cheese. And she's actually pretty entertaining about it. But it was a realization that the nursing home is going to take all my grandparents' money. And we've talked about that a lot. We have. And I think one of the things that people need to realize is there's only three ways to pay for long-term care, right? Privately pay, like Kate talked about, you know, just cutting checks, you know, and at this point, you know, skilled care is getting up around eight, $9,000 a month, you know, over uh, close to $100,000 a year. You can obviously Medicare will pay for a short period of time, uh, not to exceed 100 days in Ohio. So you can actually get rehabilitative care. But a lot of times that only lasts for a month or two and then you get kicked off and you have to do something else. And then the third way, which is what she talked about, which was, you know, Medicaid for the aged, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a program where when you basically spend all your money, uh, the government will kick in and obviously front the bill. And, you know, for that to happen, you know, the spouse that goes in has to basically be indigent. And, you know, lose all their money. And, you know, I think if you're a widow or single, it's you can keep 2000 And if you're um, a spouse of someone in a facility, you can keep about $120,000. Um, so to, to plan for these things, to Kate's point, is you need to have more than just legal tools. And, you know, some of it's financial, but some of it's legal. And uh, at Ehler Stallings, obviously, the, the law firm that Tim and I built over the you know the last decade or so is an estate planning and elder care law firm, which is all we do, which is put people in positions to protect their assets from the nursing home. That's kind of our, obviously, specialty over the years. That's, that's where we put all of our focus and our resources. And when we do that, that allows us to use things like asset protection trusts and gifting strategies and all kinds of fun stuff where you don't screw up your taxes, but you can get some of your assets off the table. A lot of times we protect the house or the farm or maybe some insurance so that no matter what happens, they can still be eligible for those government benefits if they need them. But at the same time, this money is set aside for that surviving spouse or the kids to Kate's point to make sure that, you know, there is something there. And we call that our long-term care compass, Randy. And when we do a roadmap, every roadmap gets to sit down and talk to these attorneys at no cost. Um, and, and that's a special part of our planning, you know, to take it a step further. Not only do we let you sit down with the attorneys, but if you're a client of Golden Reserve, we actually pay for your legal plan. And we do that. It's included uh, in our services because it, we think it's that important, right? If, if we don't, we, we want to alleviate all risks, so we're going to put our money where our mouth is and make sure that, you know, your plan is built with a long-term care strategy that addresses easily what's the largest risk, right? It's not another stock market crash, Randy. I mean, everybody can do the math. They all, you know, you can just do it in your head. You don't need a calculator. $100,000 a year doesn't take long to lose everything. And the chances of you needing long-term care is, you know, if you're over the age 65 is about, you know, 70% that you'll need some form of long-term care at some point in your life. And that's simple. We're living longer. And if you're a couple, the chance of one of you needing long-term care is 90%. So it's almost a statistical certainty that someone's going to need some help to age. So we need to figure out, is it going to be home care? Is it going to be assisted living? Is it going to be a retirement community that Kate talked about? All of these things are super important, and they just can't be ignored when building a retirement plan, Randy. And that's what's so frustrating is that when they get ignored, they're just crossing their fingers. The financial industry is crossing their fingers and hoping it doesn't happen on their watch. But it's going to happen on somebody's. There's a lot to talk about when we go into retirement, and it's one of those conversations that is a little bit difficult. Uh, you, you might, if you don't have a relative that's gone through this, you might not even be on your radar. But if you do have a relative that's gone through this, it is on your radar. You know what it's about. And you don't want to put your kids through that. And you don't want to put yourself through that as far as your spouse through that of spending down all your money. 
there are plans, there are options, there are things to talk through. We would love to talk through them with you at Golden Reserve. Give us a look on our website, getyourroadmap.com. You can start right there. All right, Greg, so since the last time you and I have spoke, the Fed did their thing again. They raised the interest rate, and everybody thinks that we're kind of coming to an end of this. Inflation is going down. Interest rates are going up. But uh, are they? Well, is it? But there's a plus and a minus to all of this. It's good because we can go to the bank and we can get a little bit more for our money, CDs, annuities. These, these are good for retirement savers. But if you want to buy a car, if you want to buy a house, if you, you know, all of these different things, not so good on the interest rate side, is it? No, I mean, this is a home run for retirees because they're like, my house is paid off. My yeah. cars are paid off. My, my kids' student debt's paid off. So, like, for most retirees, this is the best case scenario, Randy. I mean, that's what – this is an opportunity of a retirement, you know, of their entire retirement. This could be it over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. And I don't want to be dramatic, but this is – this kind of stuff doesn't happen, Randy. I mean, you, you went years and maybe saw one or two adjustments. We saw nine interest rate adjustments in the last 12 months where it used to – it went from – was it – uh, 1.25 to 5.25 in a year. And I love how all of these people are lying to everyone. They're <laughs> lying to you guys. They are absolutely lying. They have no idea what this means. People don't realize when you bump an interest rate a quarter, it takes six to 12 months to understand the effects. When you bump the interest rates almost 5%, it's never been done in the history of the country, first of all, right. th this fast. No one has any idea what the mid and long-term effects will be to the country, right? Like zero chance. If they're, they're all guessing. They're opining. You know, even the irony is that they said they think the Fed is done. You know why? This is how ridiculous news cycles are. In this speech that they gave last week, they were going to say, we expect to have additional interest rate hikes. That was based on the inflationary. But that was supposed to be in the speech. Now that got removed from the speech and was replaced with what well, we will see and monitor and we'll, we'll go from there. That was now misconstrued to we're done raising interest rates. There wasn't a definitive we're done raising it. There was no one said that. Like, and that's what drives me so crazy with the, with the news cycles is that they misconstrue or they overgeneralize. At the end of the day, we don't know where interest rates are going. You know, I, I think no one knows really where inflation is. It's a, I mean, who knows, right? Like at this point, you know, it seems like people are just making up numbers. And all I know is I spent $20 at Taco Bell yesterday. <laughs> and I'm not proud of this, but I had a $20 Taco Bell order. And I, I just can't believe that <laughs> inflation is done. I mean, this is like, I mean, oh my gosh, you used to be at 20 bucks, you used to be able to fill a minivan full of your buddies. Now it's like me and my daughter. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I, I lied, Randy. It wasn't me and my daughter. It was just me. It was just me. I felt like I don't want to throw Lily under the bus. You fried fish it, all weekend, and it you made just homemade ice me. cream, and now you're going to Taco Bell. I spent I'm 20 worried. bucks at Taco Bell by myself. I'm not proud of it. I'm ashamed. But it was three tacos. Well, there you go. Okay. It was three cheesy gordita crunches and a chili cheese burrito and a Diet Mountain Dew. Okay. That's right. Diet Mountain Dew. That's Diet. where I made it. Okay. I guess when it comes to retirees and this interest rate and, and all of these things going on right now, I truly believe that it is an opportunity that can I don't want to say can't be missed, but it, it has to be discussed. You have to have the conversation because in my mind, right, you used to have these eight, you know, eight percent was what the financial advisors always talking about the market. It averages out to eight percent, eight percent. Well, that resonated when CDs were paying 1% or fixed annuities were paying 1%. But now that you're getting 5%, that delta with no downside risk, 
changes everything on how you should evaluate your investment allocation. And to take it a step further, Randy, something that we're doing for retirees, and, and we did a, uh, a YouTube video uh, a couple weeks ago, if you want to check it out, about mortgages, your liabilities on your balance sheet, if you still have a mortgage, it has somehow converted from a liability to an asset. And let me, let me explain to you what I mean by that, Randy, is that before when you had that 2.5 or 2.75 or some people had 2.25 or something in the ones even, and you've heard people even have those, you know, just ridiculously low interest rates. Well, when we weren't getting any interest out of our CDs or annuities, people in retirement or near retirement were paying more, right? Mm -hmm. they, were, they were taking some extra dollars and throwing it on these balances because they didn't want to carry the debt. Well, now all of a sudden when you can get a fixed annuity or a, a CD that's paying 5%, you're debt is now an asset, which yeah. means I'm going to stop paying extra on that. And I'm going to carry that debt as long as I can, when I can take my money and get a two or 3% difference return, where now I could get three more or two more percent on the dollars I put in my CD or a fixed annuity. I mean, that is real money when you're talking about tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars, Randy. So, you know, we talk about that conversion where people now are slowing down their payments on not they're not overpaying on their mortgage, which I think is a great idea to at least evaluate it because like I said, 5% aren't going to be around forever. And I think banks and insurance companies are, are just trying to ride the wave right now because we always get the question, well, why didn't the bank instantly increase their CD rates? Because they don't know how to figure it out. No one's moved this fast. Like, like they need a minute to be like, we can't just promise this. And then what if it goes backwards? And, and all these questions, we don't want another Silicon Valley bank or, Fed, or you know, Republic Bank, you know, all these banks. You know, we don't want to be the next Wall Street Journal front page. So we're going to take our time when we start doing these. But I tell everybody, like, you don't have to get greedy here. If you're getting 4 or 5% returns, you're probably living pretty right in retirement when you can say that there's no downside risk. And for most folks, Randy, they don't need 10% returns. If, if, you, if you were banking on 10% returns to enjoy your retirement, you probably shouldn't have retired. Right, right. And we've talked in the past about the difference between good debt and bad debt. And at a 2% or even a 3% or 4% on your mortgage, that's probably good debt. And something you can talk to Greg and the team at Golden Reserve about as far as your strategy is getting ready for retirement and certainly going through retirement. Give us a look at our website, getyourroadmap.com. It's real simple, getyourroadmap.com. We'll ask you a few questions there. We'll ask you to put in a little information. Our team will reach out to you. Let's get a date on a calendar and talk through it. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2070. It's 855-546-2074. We'll be right back with more Expedition Retirement. All right, here's just a couple of questions for you. Are you retired or are you getting close to it? Are you nervous about running out of money? Do you have a plan for taxes and long-term care and do you know how much you're paying your financial advisor? These are all good questions. Most of us don't know the answers to them, and that is why Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve has written his Amazon bestseller, Fire Your Financial Advisor, 40 Years of Exploitation of the American Retiree and How You Can Fight Back. Greg, why are you picking a fight with one of the world's biggest industries? <laughs> I don't know, Randy. I guess I wrote it for folks like my mom and dad, and people just like them, right? They weren't multimillionaires. They were the other 95%ers 
years that had to work, earn, and really save every penny. And, you know, the book really is a history lesson on how the financial industry took advantage of folks like them in retirement and how we can now fix it. And the book provides you with some materials to really help put those emotions aside and figure out, Randy, if you should fire your financial advisor. Well, there is another way, and Greg has outlined it in his book. Go to fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. We're going to give you a deal right now. If you use the promo code RADIO and you're one of the first 100 people to do this, you'll get 50% off your purchase. So go there right now, fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. Coming up in the second half of Expedition Retirement, is investment offense or defense the key to a successful retirement? When you leave work, what do you think your biggest expense will be? And a retirement lesson from Kramer on Seinfeld. All of that coming up on the second half of the show. All right. So, Greg, we're going to talk a little bit about that guy. There's always that guy at work who is all tuned into the stock market. He knows what the market close is. He's got advice for you on your 401k. He is so tuned in. And I wonder if that guy, A, has a financial advisor or he's doing it on his own. And if he has a financial advisor, Greg, is that guy doing a very good job? Because, boy, is he tuned in. Or C, does he have any friends? <laughs> probably not. That's that. That's probably the third part of the, uh, of the equation there. He's right. probably that annoying guy that you know is the, is the know it all, yeah. knows everything before everybody. But no, I mean, no one knows. I mean, if he's taking himself too seriously, right? I mean, the last ten years, I always think it's kind of funny. People always shout out the years where they make money, but then the years they don't make money, they those, those kind of get left out of the story. Mm -hmm. Or even worse, the the years they don't beat the market. So you could have basically picked Vanguard and Fidelity S&P ETF or index funds and wrote them for free and done nothing. But yet his picking prowess, uh, you know, fell to, you know, he's like, I made 8% last year. I'm like, well, the S&P made 12, dude. So congratulations for not doing that awesome. But in their minds, right? I mean, people lie to themselves. It's just how we cope. Everybody does it. I mean, I do it. You do it. I mean, it's just kind of how we work our way through good decisions and bad decisions. And when it comes to is their financial advisor doing a good job, if they're talking all investments, I mean, you're probably dealing with the wirehouse, right? You're talking to somebody, they probably have a Morgan or a Merrill or an Edelman or a Fisher where it's all investment driven, right? You know, they're, they're going to beat the drum of investments day in and day out, whether every meeting is going to be, a, every call is going to be something about some type of performance, some type of return. And you'll never hear them say things about protecting their money or enjoying retirement or spending their money. You know, they're going to be talking about trying to live off their interest because their financial advisor scared them to the point they won't touch their principal. Why? So they can keep getting their 1%, right? Like, you know, the investment game is and always has been about them getting paid regardless of how you do. Right. You know, the initial way uh, stockbrokers got paid were by trades. Remember, Randy, you know, back in the day, you know, before May Day, before Charles Schwab came around and had discounted, obviously, brokerage, people paid a certain amount, no matter how much money they had. And it made it very inaccessible for everyday folks to obviously have access to this type of, you know, vehicle and trading. And then you turn around and, and everybody started selling mutual funds. And then they started getting A shares, you know, 5% upfront fees and then ongoing fees. And now everyone talks about the AUM fee, the assets under management, the 1% fee. And these things just add up, Randy. I mean, I know it doesn't feel like a lot. All my personally, I only paid, you know, 90 bips or 90.9%. Uh, um, I only pay 1%. I pay 1.25%. I pay 1.4%. You should probably be running if you're paying 1.4%. But at the end of the day, it doesn't feel huge in the scheme of things, but when you compound it, that's where people are missing the boat here. 
when you charge 1% of a million dollars, Randy, it's, it's 10,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then when you charge 1% for the investment, so now you got someone charging, it's hilarious, right? Or it's not hilarious for the retirees, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> they charge you to pick the investments, then they charge you to buy the investments. So it, it's like, so no, another 1% goes to investment fees if you have a bunch of mutual funds. So now you're paying $20,000 a year on a million dollar account. It makes it very hard to make meaningful returns because those 2%, you know, get added to the losses. So when the market loses seven, you lose nine. Or if the market does four returns, you only do two. Why? Well, you had two percent of fees, and in real dollars, if you if you make it really, you know, to hammer the point home, twenty thousand dollars, you know, over a, you know a year feels like when was the last time you spent twenty grand on anything? And then you're like, well, over ten years, it's two hundred thousand. Oh man, over twenty years, you know, four hundred, you know, over a retirement, six hundred thousand, and you're like. 600,000 for some birthday calls and like an average dinner, you know, every Christmas. It doesn't make sense. What are we paying for? And our assets aren't even protected from the nursing home. I don't even have a tax plan. I don't have CPAs. I don't have attorneys involved. I still have to pay them out of pocket on top of all of this for them to guess and cross their fingers and hope that the stock market goes up. So, Randy, I, I, I think is their financial advisor doing a good job? I would say most are not. So I would just guess and use the odds that most financial advisors aren't doing a good job because of the way they're incentivized and the way that their model's built. It's built to pick investments and cross your fingers and hope the market goes up. So your 1% grows, right? When the market goes up, the financial advisor fee grows. But leads me to an interesting converse. If you spend your money, i.e. enjoy your money, it is your money, right? Your financial advisor takes a pay cut. And no one talks about that. And that is an indisputable fact that creates a conflict of interest between you and your financial advisor. Because you can't tell me that they don't think about that. Oh, if this person buys an RV, they buy a place in Florida, they spend $200,000, I'm going to take a $2,000 pay cut in my fees that year. Should I scare them about the market? Should I talk about the cost of living? Should I talk about inflation? Should I talk about the Fed rate? Should I talk about the banks closing? Should I talk about anything that scares them just enough so they don't spend that money so it stays in my bucket that still gets 1%? Because they don't get 1% of RVs. They don't get 1% of your nights out on the town. They don't get 1% you know, of that Florida home that you guys got for the summer. No, no, no. They don't get any fees on that, which is kind of the whole point of retirement, Randy. So give us a look on our website to find out what it is to climb up Retirement Mountain and go down Retirement Mountain. And we talk about having financial help in your life. Going up the mountain is where this financial advisor model has been built. Now, do you need that going down the mountain? I think you need a retirement planner. I think you need somebody who specializes in that retirement area. And that's what Greg has built at Golden Reserve. Give us a look online. GetYourRoadmap.com. Let's talk about the specific things that you're going to need in retirement. And it's not all based on investments and you being glued to MSNBC and Fox Business and all of that. Give us a look at our website, GetYourRoadmap.com. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. It's 855-546-2074. Part of that, too, just so people know, right, like, part of the point of us doing these exercises to see where you're at. Mm-hmm. So as part of that roadmap you just mentioned, you know, we'll do a fee filter for them, right? You know, we will break down in their statements how much they're paying for their investments and how much they're paying their advisor. And we'll do it in dollars at no cost, just so you can see, like some people have no idea. So that is such a huge tool that people love to use because they can actually, for the first time, understand how much their investments cost. 
It's another reason that Greg wrote the book, Fire Your Financial Advisor. We have a special website set up. That's a great way to kind of find out what Greg is all about, where he's coming from before you go in for the meeting. Uh, FireYourFinancialAdvisor.com. You can use the promo code radio and get it at half price. All right. We talk about the things that we're going to spend in our retirement years. I actually sent this uh, this graph over to you, Greg. It's from Lincoln Financial. They did a study with the Spectrum Group, and they did one of those big wheels there, and they the pie chart, and they figured out how much you're spending and what you're spending on in retirement. And if I were to ask you, what do you think is going to be your biggest expense in retirement? And you might think travel. You might think, well, my daily expenses, my mortgage, my car, my all, all that goes along with it. I got to keep doing that. But when I looked at the pie chart, 31%, which was the biggest piece of that pie chart, was taxes. And that's got to be a shock to a lot of people, Greg. Well, I mean, their largest asset is fully taxable, right? Almost, you know, statistically speaking, your largest asset in retirement is your IRA or your 401k or, you know, 403b, whatever pre-tax account that you've been socking money away for 30 years. And unfortunately, the industry, you know, I say this all the time, Randy, they tell you how to put money in, but they don't tell you how to take money out. And to compound that problem and make it worse, playing off the last segment, the financial advising industry doesn't want you to touch it because if you pay taxes, what happens, Randy? They take a pay cut. Gosh darn right they do. They take a pay cut because obviously you're paying taxes, you have less money, so their 1% fee gets smaller. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, government has made this very easy for, you know, Joe and, uh, you know, Jill retiree because now they can wait till 73 before they have to pay any taxes on their IRA, that recent change that we talked about earlier this year. So what that means is most people are saying, well, how would you pay taxes if you didn't have to? And by the way, that feels like a logical thing. You're like, yeah, why would I pay taxes if I didn't have to? The reason you'd pay taxes if you didn't have to is because that's actually how you beat Uncle Sam. That's actually how you pay less taxes. And I think that's something that gets often overlooked uh, because, you know, most financial advisors have a financial incentive for you not to pay taxes, even though it's the right thing for you to do in retirement. It means you'll pay less taxes, Uncle Sam. Your family will have more money. You'll have a smaller amount that has to end up going to old Uncle Sam. But at the end of the day, Randy, the reason this doesn't get surfaced is, A, I think it's more work for the financial advisor, so why not avoid it if you can? But, B, if you did start detaxing your accounts, your account values will get smaller. Obviously, that money is always going to be taxed. So that means that financial advisor takes a pay cut, Randy, which is a really crappy way to look at what they're doing or what they're not doing. But I can't put my hands around why anyone would wait to talk about something so important and something that's not overly complicated, right, Randy? For every one of our clients, we have an internal team of CPAs. Gold Reserve Tax builds a tax map for every client that comes through at no cost. And we do that so that they can see, okay, shoot, I should be taking out X percent of my IRA every year for the next seven years, and I can get it out on 11 cents on the dollar versus 31 cents on the dollar that you showed in that article. So, you know, when we start doing these, we can show people the real tax savings if they wait till they're 73 versus planning now. And it's simple, Randy, right? You're retired. You're in lower income tax rates. And if you wait and your spouse passes, their income rates could double because they go from couple to single. But to make it worse, if that surviving spouse passes, you know, we call that the widow, the first one, the widow's penalty. But if your surviving spouse passes and it goes to the kids, well, the kids are at their highest earning rates, most likely. So you're going to pay the kiddos penalty and they can't stretch it over the course of their life anymore. They actually have to take it all out over 10 years, Randy. So they could be in that 30 or 40 percent range. So these are all reasons to take your planning into your own hands, have a plan for you, use your plan. And that's why we have the tax map as each part of our roadmap for retirement, Randy.
as you listen to programs uh, about retirement on radio or on TV, there's a very good chance that at the end of it, you're going to see some sort of a disclaimer that talks about if you want to talk about taxes, talk to a tax professional. See, at Golden Reserve, we have those tax professionals. They are right there. We actually do taxes, okay? There's an awful lot of financial people, professionals out there that don't do that, or they'll look at you and say, well, I don't do taxes. You're going to have to go someplace else for that. That is not the case at Golden Reserve. Give us a look on our website. It's so simple. GetYourRoadmap.com. GetYourRoadmap.com. We'll ask you a couple of questions there, and our team will reach out to you. We're going to take a break and come right back with more of Expedition Retirement. What's your biggest debt in retirement? For most of you, it's not your home mortgage. It's your IRA and your 401k accounts. You owe Uncle Sam tax on those accounts, and most people have no idea how much. You see, most people just listen to their financial advisor and use Uncle Sam's plan. Wait until 73 and then take out the required minimum withdrawals. But Uncle Sam doesn't let you wait until 73 so that you end up paying him less money in taxes. That's why the Golden Reserve team of CPAs build a tax map for every client as part of our roadmap for retirement process. Your tax map will lay out how much and when to take money out of your IRA so you end up paying Uncle Sam the least amount of taxes possible. To learn more about our tax map and other retirement tools and how we can protect and guide you down Retirement Mountain, go to GetYourRoadmap.com. That's GetYourRoadmap.com. Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler of Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. All right, two guys in a room together. We have to talk sports at some point. All right, so the old saying is, Offense wins games, defense wins championships. So I've heard coaches say this in the past is if you get a big lead, you know, they talk about the prevent defense and all of that. So why are you throwing the ball all over the field? If you've got a 30 point lead, what are you doing in the fourth quarter? Why aren't you just running the ball? Why aren't you playing conservative? Greg, that can kind of translate over to retirement. You've spent all this time saving money, you get to retirement or you get close to retirement. And some people will say, I don't think I've got enough. So they start rolling the dice and they pick up the risk and it ends up backfiring on them. Talk to me about the importance of offense and defense or how you look at that. I think it's a great analogy. Obviously being a sports guy from Ohio, it has to resonate, right? Like at the end of the day, um, when it comes to your life savings, you know, the thought of having to continue to score four or five touchdowns a game has to be exhausting, right? Like the, the fact that I have to guess right four or five times a year to do what I want in retirement, or even worse, I have to guess right not to lose money. Like that, that, that feels tiresome. Yeah. It feels like not like retirement. And, and when we talk about, you know, trying to understand how many passes you're throwing a game or how many Hail Marys you're throwing a game. We call that our market flashlight, Randy. Mm -hmm. And that market flashlight does a couple of things for our, our clients as part of every roadmap. We break down essentially all your holdings to see how what or what percentage is essentially on offense, if you will, or how many, you know, how many Hail Marys are you throwing a quarter? And by doing that, we can see the real risk of what's going on. And then we turn it into real numbers. So we say in 2022, this is what you would lose. And they probably already know because they lost it. Um, and then, you know, we go back and do an 0809 for a substantial crash. Here's how much money you would lose. And then we'd say, are you comfortable losing $340,000? And they'd say, 
No. So what does that mean? Well, that means we need to reallocate to a little bit more defensive strategy. Now, we want to make sure we are 100% clear. You can score touchdowns running off tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can score. You can win football games. You can do a lot of things doing a conservative offense, right? Hilliard Davison won a handful of state championships running the beer option. It wasn't sexy, but it won championships. And the idea is to be consistent and predictable. And with these new interest rates that we've talked about earlier today, that market flashlight is a such a powerful tool where we can show with allocation, look, we can still go out and get four or five percent. And that's a great return. You know, that that's that's gonna, you know, give you more than you need to, to do everything you want to do in retirement. And those are the kind of conversations that are exciting because this, you know, I sat in, Randy, recently, you know, I, I, most people that know this, I don't practice anymore. But I've been sitting in a lot of meetings. Um, I miss sitting in client meetings, so I've been just dropping in and sitting in on meetings. And, you know, this this lady was talking last week, and I said, you know, she was going on and on about performance, and she had pages and pages of notes. And I said, I'm sorry, you know, I'm going to make up her name. Uh, hey, Jill, like, could you? how many times do you check the stock market? She's like, every morning and every night. And I looked at her, and I said, do you like checking the stock market? She's like, no. And then my third question was like, so why why do you do it? And she's like, it's what my mom did. And she kind of shrugged her shoulders, but it was that self-discovery where she probably was like, I don't have to do this anymore. You know, my mom probably at some point didn't use a dishwasher or didn't have a washer and dryer. And and, and you're like, I I don't have to just do these things because it's the only way I've seen it done. If there's a new, easier way that makes my life better, maybe we should explore that. Maybe we should try using that GE dishwasher, right? Let's make our lives a little easier. We don't have to kick and fight and scream and take on all this risk. You know, Randy, you hear it on every show, but, you know, driving 95 miles an hour in retirement, you know, I hate to pile on analogies here, metaphors, but you can crash. Mm-hmm. And and, and that, that's not what we want in retirement. We want to be, you know, windows down and cruising. And, and if people started thinking about their retirement and turn off the news, turn off the Sunday commercials, turn off the talking heads and realize I don't need any of this. I, I can have a protection plan built that has tax, legal, you know, fees and market risk and, and retirement optimized investments. And I can just kind of forget about it. And I know that everything's going to be there for the rest of my life. And that's just one less thing that I have to worry about. Their life's fuller. They're happier. They, they don't have to worry about, you know, you know, these meetings where you're crossing your fingers wondering what the next strategy is or what the next idea is. Like, you know, this isn't, you know, Michael Douglas Wall Street, right? right. Not, you know, unless you're a billionaire, or, you know, multimillionaire, like you don't need that kind of support. You don't need someone picking. And what makes it almost embarrassing is that person around the corner next to the uh, Dunkin' Donuts that, that is in your old town, he, he doesn't know. He, he doesn't know where the stock market's going. I don't care what he says. He doesn't know. And if he did, he would rule the world. Like If anyone knew market timing, they would rule the world, which is why the market flashlight is so important to put a flashlight right on your risk and ask yourself, is losing $350,000 worth it? Do I need an extra 4 or 5% return to be happy in retirement? Or what if I lose 30 or 40%? Would that screw up my retirement? And nine times out of 10, Randy, it will. There's no reason you want to be in retirement with one eye on airfare and the other eye on Fox business. You don't just don't want that. You, you just leave that stuff behind. Let somebody else worry about that. Greg, many times will say, make your retirement exciting, make your investing boring. And, and that's really it. We can do it that way. And if you want to just get rid of all of that in your life, give us a call at Golden Reserve. Give us a look on our website, getyourroadmap.com. Get yourroadmap.com. Let's talk through it. You might be frustrated with that and you're tired of looking at that stuff. 
Let's give you a plan for that as well. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. All right, so let's uh, kind of close here with some fun. There was an episode on Seinfeld. There's so many people that are just like Seinfeld's like a religion for them, for crying out loud. But there was an episode on Seinfeld where Kramer went down to Florida and he went to visit Jerry's parents and they were in a retirement community and he liked it so much he said, I think I'll live here. And then he decided he was going to run for president of the retirement community. This is the home stretch. Tomorrow's the election. Right, yeah. The polls close after dinner at 3 o'clock. But then when we win, the celebration goes all night until the break of 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> you a big Seinfeld fan there, Greg? I enjoyed the clips. I, I wasn't 100% all over it like everybody was, but I always think it was so clever. Yeah. It had some it had some great shows. I, yeah. I appreciate it. But he decided he was not going to retire after a while. He came out of retirement, and it was as if at one point he was ready to retire, and then he said, I'm not ready to retire. And I wonder if you get that a little bit. People come in, and they're, they're ready to retire. Their money's not, or their money's there, and they're not. It's part of the discussion, isn't it? It is. You know, once in a while, we'll have someone that doesn't do any saving. And we have to have the hard conversation. But that's very few and far between, if I'm being honest. Most Ohioans, the way we're built, and, and most, you know, kind of folks that are in that generation, that baby boomer, they're great savers. Mm -hmm. You know, and whatever they have, they have, right? They'll make it work. You know, I always tell people, you know, it's not like they're just going to keep spending the same amount. If they start to feel the, the things tighten up, they do a little less. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just kind of how life works. That's how they got there. So... You know, when we, when we evaluate, you know, retirees coming in, you know, the, the biggest issue is the mental kind of scariness of what do I do now? I find that that is more of the the, the hurdle. It's, it's, it's not as financial as like, man, what am I going to do? Is, is this the time I, I'm going to pull the trigger? And frankly, Randy, once you start going down that road, it feels like the five-year plan turns to the three-year plan, turns to the next time I talk to you, your retired plan. Um, because once you see that finish line and then we talk to you and say you have more than enough to retire, it starts to be hard to go to work, right? Like it's some, unless you truly love what you're doing, you know, most people are are not in that boat. And they say, you know what, I, I feel like I'm – we're like, hey, you, you can do whatever you want. And they're just like, excuse me? I, I was told I needed 1.3. I'm like, well, where's the math? And they, of course, ne are never given math of how that works out. Mm -hmm. um, no, you have you have $800,000, and it looks like everything's paid off, and you guys – you obviously live a very moderate, you know, reasonable retirement. You could live to be like 162. And if you keep doing what you do every week and they're like, what? I'm like, well, here's the math. You know, you know, here's the math. Here's how it works. And, and they're always so, they kind of look at each other and they, sometimes they don't believe you at first. And then you give them the dollars and cents and say, you know, we don't even need that much growth here for this to happen. And that's the whole plan. The plan is to hit, that's why I always hate, I, I just, the financial industry is so backwards. Like start off with what they want. It's the only industry that doesn't do that. Start off what the retiree wants, and then you back into making sure they can get it, whereas the financial advising industry tells you what you want, tells you what you need, tells you how much you should have. And it's like that's not how anything else works in life. Like you don't buy cars like that. You don't buy appliances like that. You don't buy you know food like that. You know, someone doesn't walk up and say, hey, Randy, you need uh, two burgers and four orders of fries. You're like, I'm not that hungry. You're like, no, that's what you need to be safe from inflation. And you're like, but I, I just want a milkshake. No, no, no. You need a, two quarts of milkshakes. And, you know, you just kind of shake your head and, and it doesn't make any sense because that's how the financial advising industry does it. And they do it 
because they want you confused or scared. There's only two emotions they want out of you. They want you confused or scared because they know if you're confused or scared, you're not very likely to make a decision and you're not very likely to spend your money, which means they're not very likely to take a pay cut. It's that simple. The 1% that they charge won't get smaller if you don't spend your money, and that's their ultimate goal in retirement. Well, Greg says many times on this show every week, we want you. Our goal is for you to enjoy your retirement, spend your money, not run out of money, but spend your money, have a plan for your money. So let's briefly go through that, Greg. We've got about four or five points here that we hit on our roadmap, and it starts with that market flashlight that we were talking about. That's right. You know, four tools for the four biggest risk of retirement, you know, market, taxes, fees, and long-term care. For the market, we've just talked about the market flashlight. It's simple. It shows you not only what percentage is at risk, but how much can go backwards in dollars. We give you the actual amount in a 2022 scenario, a 2008-9 scenario, a 2000 scenario. So it becomes very real. And then we also can show you if you want to make some adjustments, what that new portfolio needs to look like so that you won't go backwards. When it comes to taxes, we show you, you know, our team of CPAs build a tax map to show you when and how much to take out of your IRA every year and convert it to a Roth or just detax it so that you are winning the tax game against Uncle Sam so that you actually get to enjoy your money versus the folks in Washington. Then you go to the fees. Instead of the financial advisor winning, we're going to show you how to cut the financial advising fees and your investment costs. We're going to show you how much you're paying to the penny every year so that you can make a decision. Is it worth it? Am I getting $20,000 of value? What else do I pay $20,000 for? My guess is not much. So, you know, that is a huge part of our plan. And then long-term care, we talked about it earlier today, the long-term care compass. You'll sit down with our attorneys um, and walk through the legal options of shielding some of your assets from that huge biggest risk in retirement, which is long-term care. Obviously, that's a, you know, a huge you know, fear for everyone to have to have that kind of $100,000 a year cost. So we show you how you can take some of those chips off the table and use legal tools, not financial tools or insurance, to hedge against that risk. Once we build the fences around all your assets with those four obvious tools, we then have a little fun with the income tent, Randy. The income tent allows us to show you how much you spent versus how much you gained. Also, some holds for long-term care, holds for, obviously, um, travel. And we just project out whatever you did the previous year for 20 years and or that, 25 years. Yeah, That's a roadmap. Yeah, and, and that's it, man. When we get there, then you can say, oh, my gosh, we assume 0% growth, 1%, 3%, 5%. And it, they go, oh, my gosh, my money doesn't have to grow at all, and I don't run out of money. That's the point so that you spend your money. Because again, at Gold Reserve, if you enjoy your money and spend it, we don't take a pay cut. We all wanna know in retirement if we're gonna be okay. That's the big question. Let's get the answer to, am I going to be okay in retirement? And let's give you a real retirement plan for the issues you will handle in retirement, not just focusing completely on investments, which is what the financial world does. Give us a look at our website, getyourroadmap.com. We'll ask you a few questions there, our team will reach out to you getyourroadmap.com. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week here on Expedition Retirement. Thanks for listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler. To learn more about getting the help you need to and through retirement, go to getyourroadmap.com. 
Investment advisory services offered only through investment advisory representatives at Golden Reserve RAA LLC, a registered investment advisor. Gregory Ayler does not provide investment advisory services nor insurance and annuity products. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed are not designed nor intended to be applicable to any person's individual circumstances. It should not be considered as investment advice, nor does it constitute a recommendation that anyone engage in or refrain from a particular course of action. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Golden Reserve is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Golden Reserve RAA LLC, Golden Reserve LLC, Golden Reserve Tax LLC, and Ayler Stallings LLC are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Legal services offered by Ayler Stallings LLC, tax services offered through Golden Reserve Tax LLC. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through licensed professionals at Golden Reserve LLC, NPN number 165 Number 1655411.